Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books and movies and TV. I'm Luke from That Film Stew. My co-host today is Nathan. Hello and thanks again for having me. Today's topic, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the comedy classic starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. If you haven't watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. As always. Yeah, I always feel it necessary to put a spoiler warning ahead of the episode, or at the beginning of the episode, I should say. But this is a movie from 1980, I want to say 9, 89. So I guess any chance for spoilers is well and truly done. I did some digging on this. Now, out of the two of us, you're the big fan of this franchise. Oh yeah, I love them. I didn't know where it originated. The idea for the characters of Bill and Ted came about in 1983 when UCLA classmates Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson formed a student improv workshop with a few of their peers. And originally, there was a third member. Mm. I believe his name was Bob. And Um, after a while, he left the trio and it was just the two guys. Yeah, Bob never would have worked. Can you imagine Bill and Ted and Bob? In 1984, Solomon and Matheson wrote the script over the course of just four days. They wrote it by hand on notepaper during a series of meetings at a couple of local coffee shops. Wow. In the 2005 box set, Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Collection, it features some of their handwritten notes. Pretty cool. We've got the two movies, Excellent Adventure, we're here to talk about today, and Bogus Bogus Journey. Journey, which was my personal favourite. We will be getting Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's the third movie. It's coming out next year. Yep, due out next year. The guys are back. Have you seen any of the behind the scenes photos? Uh, You showed me one the other night, and I could not believe how different Keanu Reeves looks. Alex Winter looks almost the same. Yeah, it hasn't changed. But yeah, Keanu Reeves, without the John Wick beard, the sleek uh, black suit... He just looks really weird. It looks awkward. It's like, please, Keanu, grow the beard back. Two spin-off television series were produced. Both were titled Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. The first one was a animated series that first ran on CBS in 1990 and featured the voices of Winter Reeves and George Carlin returning to their roles. I used to watch that animated series, but I didn't realise they did The Voice. That's pretty cool. A second season of eight episodes ran on Fox Kids, but that had the voice cast, or had the actors from the live-action series that was also titled Excellent Adventures that came out in 92. So maybe that's the one that I've seen some of the episodes of. Comic books, Marvel Comics and DC Comics at one time both published... Bill and Ted comics in the early 90s. I don't recall DC doing it, but I've, I've got the Marvel collection. One of them did it first, as I'd imagine. Well, I suppose one of them had to have done it first. But I think the Marvel one is probably the one that's more well-known. Yeah. And you had that one? Yeah, I do. I Actually, when I first started collecting it in the early 90s, I only had a um, partially collected. I only had a part of the run that was missing a chunk of issues. And recently... I went online, I was able to find the whole run collected in a hardcover, and I was absolutely stoked, so I bought it, and now I can proudly say that all these years later, 20, 25 years later, I am the proud owner of the entire 12-issue run 
of Bill and Ted's excellent comic book as it was before Marvel cancelled it after 12 issues. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise they collected it like that. Yeah, it's um, it, it got re uh, repackaged or re reprinted in the current edition that it is now oh, that's uh, cool. a couple of years ago. You know, I feel as though before we get into the plot of the movie, I just want to backtrack a little bit. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Now, it wasn't until in the live-action one, the animated one I knew about and used to watch, but the live-action one, I didn't know it was a thing until doing research for this. And I sent you a clip. Mm-hmm. It looks awful. Yeah. It looks really bad. Yeah, hackneyed, cliched. Okay, so the we both agree then. Yep. The plot for this movie, and I'm sure you've all seen it. Oh, you yeah. know this movie. Yeah. When a couple of airheaded rock star wannabes are faced with the breakup of their band as a result of poor grades, help comes along in the form of an emissary from the future who takes them to the past to meet the people they have been studying in class. This would be Rufus, George Carlin. He's not in this a lot. Mm. You know, it was you mentioned you prefer Bogus Journey and He features a little more in that. Yeah, and I'm gonna tip my hand here. I also prefer the sequel. Yeah. And it wasn't until watching this first movie that I realized I've not A, I've not seen this for a very, very long time, and B, don't really remember it. So I was surprised at how little Rufus appeared. Mm. But Carlin is great in this. Oh yeah. They originally wanted Sean Connery. Can you That's imagine? the kind of actor they were going for. Can you imagine that? Bill, Ted, come to the future with me. But they've got a similar look. Short hair, balding, beard. Yeah, yeah, true. But I wouldn't want anyone else other than Carl nah. as Rufus. Like, he's he's he, he great nailed, in this. He nailed it. He just sells it. He just He's Rufus and there's no one else. Let's talk box office. 40.5 million on a budget of 6.5. Mm-hmm. There's no surprise that they fast-tracked a sequel. So this one was 89, and then the sequel came out in 91. Yep. And the comic book series followed shortly thereafter. Keanu Reeves in this movie is Ted Theodore Logan. Mm -hmm. Is this how, like even today, is this how you see Keanu Reeves? I got to tell you, it always will be, because I'm just being a massive Bill and Ted fan. I just can't help but see Ted whenever I look at Keanu. Um, but you know, I'm accepting of his versatility in other roles, you know, like he's, you look at him and you go, yeah, as much as he's Ted, you can also say, well, he's also Neo from the matrix and he's John Wick most more recently. But to me, he'll always occur as Ted. I really struggled with him as Ted in this. I know what everything you're saying that because he is Ted and, and he bursts onto the scene playing this character but because I've not got the connection you have and coming to it again all these years later, when I think Keanu Reeves, I think Speed, Point Break, The Matrix. Yeah. I don't think Ted. It's a different generation. It's a different, you know, he's he, like, it's like the, the whole uh, paradox with uh, Batman and Michael Keaton, you know, like Keaton was my, my entry, to, entry point to Batman. So your entry point to Keanu Reeves was this? It was Bill and Ted. Okay, I thought it was. I was no, 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 it was say, Speed oh, or one of the other movies. When I think of Keanu Reeves, they're the movies I think of. Right. But when I first saw him, it would have been in Bill and Ted. But admittedly, yeah. it was quite a few years ago. Yeah. I guess you just don't have the emotional resonance or connection to it that I do. Being so a big I'm Bill really and Ted fan. 
curious about this third movie because yeah. when they first announced it like the excitement for it oh more Bill and Teddy it's a sequel it's to that sick, thing man. that I remember watching and liking as a kid mm. I just had a, a yeah I don't know I, it's going to be awesome hopefully I, I can form an opinion when we get to the ratings I don't know where well, this I mean, movie sits with me you yet. have to remember that the third movie is basically them later on in life it's in the, when they're in their 40s or it is but I'm talking mid, about mid-life. where this movie sits with me yeah like excellent adventure Alex Winter, Bill S. Preston, Preston Esquire. Esquire. And together they are Wild Stallions. Air guitar. Can you hear him? I can see him. I don't know if you can hear him. You don't want to Air see him. guitar. It. You don't want to Air see guitar. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's clearly the leader of the two. He's the one with the plan. Yep. Ted follows. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, what I was reading about this is that they both auditioned for each other's role. And it was decided that they'd be better suited... Swapping roles. With the roles that they, wow. were, they were cast at. That they were cast as. We've already mentioned uh, George Carlin. Yeah, I mean, he he's great in this. Like, I mean, at the time, he'd what primarily been doing stand-up. Yeah. I don't know if he'd have been I doing... I suppose that's what everyone knows him for, you know? That's what he's known for. And he's popped up in other things, like Kevin Smith cast him in a few movies. That's uh, true. Jersey Girl, who played Ben Affleck's dad. Mm-hmm. Um... James Silent yeah, Bumstrike back. Yeah, he's the hitchhiker right. on yeah, the side of the road. It's the unwritten rule of the road. So in this movie, you've got Bill and Ted going back in time, and we're seeing all these people from history. So we've got Napoleon, Bill of the Kid. Abe Lincoln. Yep, a, uh, Sigmund Freud, Genghis so- Khan. Socrates. So- Joan of Arc. Beethoven. Yep. I think that's everybody. That's everyone, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've got here in my notes. Everyone's dressed as you'd expect them to dress. The mode of transport in this is a time machine. Originally, it was going to be a van, but they felt it too similar to blanking. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. They found it too similar to Back to the Future. So instead, they thought, let's go for something more unique, phone like booth. a phone booth. As and if we can cram everybody into a phone booth. And the writers of Bill and Ted have clearly never seen Doctor Who, Mm-mm. which is a little old show we had in the UK. Called, yeah, where they had a thing called a TARDIS, which was... Which was a phone booth. Which was a phone booth. Yes. Doctor mm-hmm. Who did it first. Yep. But visually, I've always liked the phone booth. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. We get the princesses in this movie. The babes. The babes. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? Are these the same princesses that are in... The sequel. Yeah, Joanna and Elizabeth. Okay. I wasn't sure if they mm. carried over. I do plan on going back and watching. Pretty sure it is. Bogus journey. So this is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Is it funny? Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Um, it's funny. I, I, I loved it. I, there, are, there are moments there that had me laughing, um, for sure. Like, who could forget Napoleon Bonaparte um, being really lousy at bowling and then, like, slamming his fists down on the ground saying shit in French, like, five times, like, man, 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 because he, like, screws up his bowling. And then, um, you know, every, every... And then he goes to, like, the... Um, uh, the water slide puck, and it's ironically called Waterloo, which I thought was a genius, brilliant touch. And... Um, Every place he goes, he gets kicked out from or gets accosted by, you know, the, the proprietor of the, of, of the joint. They all refer to him as Buddy, and he doesn't know what Buddy means. He's like, Buddy. Like, almost as if it's like B-U-H apostrophe D-double-E. Buddy. Buddy. Who is this Buddy? And, like, it's, it's just funny because he's, he's trying to fit in and, and in the modern world. And it just doesn't work, but it, that's what makes it so funny. Hearing you say Buddy, yeah. you just reminded me that Paulie Shaw 
audition Bloody. for this movie. Well, yeah, he would I mean, fit he right clearly in. didn't he get it. He would have fit right in. I read something. There was something like a promotion or something. I can't remember if it was the first movie or the second movie. Like it was the Bill and Ted experience, yep. and he was involved with that. You know, there was a rumor for the longest time that the Paula Shaw movie Biodome. Oh, I saw that. Was part of Bill and Ted, but it's since been debunked. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. true. It's, they've got nothing to do with each other. But um, another funny moment that speaks to the comedy of this movie is, do you remember that scene where they're all um, hanging out in the mall, the shopping mall, and then like Bill and Ted are going to try and wrangle them all, and all these different historical figures doing different things. So you've got um, you've got Jonah Mark in the fitness class, and she's showing up the fit, the fitness chick there. And then you've got Genghis Khan going absolutely nuts in the sports store, you know, with the skateboards and the baseball bats, and he's digging it. Um, and then you've got uh, Lincoln and uh, Freud and, and Socrates, and they're hanging out, um, Socrates, they're hanging out in the food court. And, and then you've got um, Beethoven just, you know, geeking out in the music store, and all those made for funny kind of interactions with modern society. You're not really laughing, you don't find that funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched it like a couple of nights ago. Yeah, you're probably just like, eh. <laughs> I thought that was great. We've got the three supreme beings of the future. So this is where Bill and Ted go to the future for the first time. And they're greeted by these three people. The three supreme beings. They're hovering. Mm-hmm. They've all got sunglasses on. They recognise... Flat, 80s flat tops. Yeah, they recognise mm-hmm. it's Bill and Ted. So they take mm-hmm. their glasses off and they're doing the air guitar. Yep. I thought the whole thing was ridiculous. No, but it's that it's... whole that whole thing. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy with Terry Crews, Luke Wilson? No. The plot of that movie is that in the future everybody's an idiot. <laughs> That's what I got from this. And what I was getting from this movie watching it is that the future that we're aspiring to by watching this movie doesn't look like a place that I would like to live. Yeah, but that's in the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What what happens in the future is that Bill and Ted unify everybody with their music, and, and everybody becomes idiots. Not really. They, everyone's just all about just rocking out and living in together in peace. That's where the saying "party on and be excellent to each other" be comes excellent from. To each other, be excellent to each other is the premise of this movie, and it carries over into the sequel. And that Bill and Ted at their core are peace loving people, peace loving dudes. Like they don't like starting fights. They don't. They don't believe in violence. They just believe in treating everyone how you want to be treated yourself. There's a basic rule or tenet of humanity, and rocking out and having a good time. And, and they're very inclusive people. They just want to bring everyone together to enjoy music and rock out and have a good time. And, and the whole party on and be excellent to each other thing speaks to that. And that's what that scene in the future is about. I really like the message. I like what you're saying, but it's how it's portrayed here and how the future looks. Hmm. But I think I will, maybe I will feel differently about this movie if I was to watch the sequel again. Yeah. Because I do have fond memories of Bo's Bo journey. Oh, those do I. It was my personal favourite. One thing I will say, the only, probably, if you had to pinpoint any kind of, like, shortcoming that the first movie had, would it would be that there was no big bad to threaten them. Uh, it was just a goose chase over time to, 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 like a, to wrangle these historical figures in time to... Uh, you know, present on stage at their um, at their big essay kind of thing at the end of the film where they they do a history report. The second film we have a villain by the name of Chuck Denomalus, and Denomalus is a former student of the aforementioned Rufus who has gone rogue and disagrees with the teachings of Bill and Ted. And it was cool that they had that for the sequel, but we needed to see someone like a Denomalus, a big bad, in the first one. And the sequel's got the evil Bill and Ted robots. Yes, we've got which Denomalus invents. William Sadler's death. There's, yes. 
Yeah, I just think a lot of what we get in the next one is is missing from this. That behind the scenes, this movie did face a lot of problems with delays, financial problems. Mm-hmm. That one of the the companies that were funding this movie went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Th- yeah, what you've just highlighted there, I think I like them as characters, mm. and the story's there. It's very it's very basic, and you know you've you know we've mentioned the people from history that appear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. By not having that antagonist is Yeah. It does leave it And you're not fleshing out relationships. I mean, like in the second one you get that Ted's dad leaves Ted's mum for Bill's dad's wife. Missy? Yeah, Ted and, and and Missy are a thing in the second movie. Say that again. What happens? Okay, so in the second movie, you're setting up some kind of some more character arc. You're getting more character exposition. So in the second movie, Ted's father gets with uh, Bill's mom. Uh, so Bill's is that mom, is that Bill's stepmom? Yeah, it? Missy. Right. Okay. She ends up with Ted's dad, ironically. And every time they point it out, you know, like just like, dude, I can't believe your your mom. Your dad left my mom. I know, and married mine. Shut up, Ted. So mm-hmm. every time, like he mentions that, Bill feels the need to punctuate the sense with "Shut up, Ted," and like that sort of plays to, uh, a lot more in the sequel. But you see the seeds of that being sown in the first one when the, all the parents get introduced. I mean, the whole thing in this first one is that Bill's stepmom was only a couple of years older in school. Yeah, like, for, for them. So she's not like. Yeah, far in age. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now she's right. a stepmom, and they potentially fancied her in school. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it's yeah. awkward for poor old like Bill, poor old Ted. I mean, you. I mean, they really they are Bill and Ted. Like you know, they play it really well. And I was saying that you know he's you know struggling to see Keanu Reeves, but I guess it, I can take Alex Winter because mm. he's in Lost Boys. He made a movie named uh, Freaked like mm. many years ago, but I've not seen Winter in too many things. So maybe mm. that's why. I can accept him more yeah. and just struggling with sure. Keanu Reeves because yeah. he, he comes with He's so more much baggage now. Big name, yeah. Whereas this is something that you've watched and you've probably watched throughout your life and it stayed with you. Whereas yeah, absolutely. I'm coming back to it from all these years later. Another thing from the first movie that we should point out, we get to see Ted's little brother, Deacon, and it gives us some nice con- uh, context for just how much Deacon would appear in, in the sequel later on. I mean, again, I think this movie is so bare bones, we keep referencing the sequel. Yeah. Let's just stick with this movie for a moment. Okay. And let's talk about the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, the, the sound is got a great soundtrack. I do like the music in it. It's just that depiction of the future where, anyway. Mm. You clearly got a thing with their arrival in the future. <laughs> I don't know, like... Yeah, I don't know. That scene just played really off for me. But then I'm looking at it through... Maybe it's because I'm just looking at it through a modern lens. Mm. But just to go through some of the tracks then, I mean, the soundtrack was released the year the movie came out. Yep. I'm guessing tape cassette, maybe vinyl, yep. you know, back then. Maybe yep. even CD, because I thought CD, CD came yeah, out a lot later, but 89, it probably was. It would have yeah, been, wouldn't it? it would have been CD. CDs CD. came out around the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, running through to we've got... Play With Me by Extreme. The Boys and Girls Are Doing It by Vital Signs. Not So Far Away by Glenn Burtnick. Are any of these ringing a bell? Okay. No. Are these ringing a bell? No. no. It's just words. But the songs themselves, like when I was reading through the track listings, I admittedly wasn't recognising a lot. 
Well, well when you didn't... watch the movie though, like it very much sounds like Bill and Ted. Yeah, and you have to remember they probably didn't have the budget uh, that they did the, the later on in the sequel. We keep bringing up the sequel because that's obviously what we're, we're contrasting it against. But they would have had more money to do to get artists uh, and get musicians who were a bit more higher tier and more known by then. But in this first one, remember they're just starting out. What I'm saying though is that if, if there is artists here that I admittedly I'm not familiar with, mm. but the songs work for this movie. Yeah, like it doesn't it's keeping it's in keeping with Bill yeah, as well. It, it's not cheap, and, mm. and the fact that you've got these guys that are looking up, you know, they they want to start up their own band. Yeah, they want to be rock stars. So the music fits with it with works. the characters absolutely. So beyond the movie, then we've talked about the sequel a lot <laughs> and the third movie that's it's coming carrying out it. <laughs> Marvel Comics were released years ago you've got the collection yep Boom Studios that's Did where you few. go to now if you want to pick up Bill and Ted comics I've got a few and they're still going like they're still going yeah. like um, so we've got hell. yeah um, okay the first one they put out was Bill and Ted's most triumphant return Yep. Followed up by Bill and Ted Go to Hell with the same creative team. And the latest one, Bill and Ted Save the Universe. Don't think I have that. I've got the first two series by Boom, but I don't think I have Save the Universe. Universe, I think I've actually just finished its run, mm-hmm. or it came out late last year. Hmm. Well, so- I really wish that Marvel would, would recommence publishing them the way they've recommenced publishing Conan. And furthermore, I wish they'd bring back Evan Dorkin, the artist who did the original comics. But what about the Boom Studios one? Are they good? They're good. They're, they're all right. Don't get me wrong. Um, they they feel like they reference have reverence for and respect for the Bill and Ted universe. I guess I'm just nostalgic for the old Marvel days. But there's certainly nothing wrong with the Boom the Boom Studios books. I mean, 1991 was a long time ago. It was. That's when Marvel lasted it. I mean, if you like Bill and Ted, you can still get the new books from Boom. Yeah. And then, just like the, you did, you can go back and get the Marvel. Yeah, you, they've been reprinted, so the the source material is available to you if you want to look for it. The Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you were to rate it out of five, oh look, for me, it's it's easy. It's an easy five, just because of my undying love for the for the franchise. Um, loved it. Sets up the B and T universe. Spawned and imitated. Uh, it spawned imitators. Wayne's World. Um, Hot Tub Time Machine. So, and uh, it's, it's a biased score, I know, but I'm giving it a five out of five. And I say, you know, Wayne's World and Hot Tub Time Machine because, uh, well, Hot Tub Time Machine deals with travel, with time travel. And Wayne's World really borrowed heavily from the Bill and Ted lexicon, you know, with their laid back slacker stoner kind of vibes and that whole rock on kind of party on and be excellent to each other kind of atmosphere. Yeah, no, I get that completely. When you were going through time travel movies, Hot Tub Time Machine, I thought you were working your way through to Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, like, that's right, because there is actually a Bill and Ted reference in Avengers Endgame. As well as a Hot Tub Time Machine reference. reference. There you go. Fourth wall within a fourth wall. That's like 16 walls right there. <laughs> as you would have heard throughout this episode, I'm coming from a different place to, to Nathan. <laughs> Clearly. Even though I do need to revisit that the sequel, Bogus Journey, I do remember that being a much better movie than mm. than this one. I will agree with that. This does set up that movie, but a movie, this being its own thing, 
I there was so many times during this rewatch that I just felt flat and it just wasn't doing a lot for me at all. And I was very disappointed at that with myself. <laughs> I wanted to enjoy this a lot more than I actually did. Like when we were talking about episodes that we could get together and what could we talk about? We talked about the idea of doing Bill and Ted and I got generally excited. Yeah. And then rewatched it and I'm like, oh, yeah, now I need to talk about it on the podcast. Mm. I'm no. going to come in lower, but I'm optimistic for the rewatch of Bogus Journey. And generally, I'm looking forward to Bill and Ted Face the Music, but yeah. purely based on this film, Excellent Adventure, 2.5. Wow. No, fair enough. Fair enough. You come, like you say, you're coming at it from a different place than I am. And I think maybe it's just the fact that you haven't seen it in a long time. And it's it's probably feeling a little flat to you because the second one overshadows it so much. And I think as well, like going back to something as well, like mm. often it's not as you remember. Mm. Or that if it's something that you watched when you were younger, and, mm. and using this as an example, Bill and Ted for you, but you didn't just watch it when you were younger. You watched it in your teens. You watched it as you grow older. So it's yeah. kind of... It's always been there for you and you've yeah. just grown with it. Whereas you have reverence for it. I'm going back to it all these years later and the experience wasn't what I was Yeah, no, I get for. that. I get that. I can understand that for sure. That's it for our episode all about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And I will leave you with these wise words. Party on and be excellent to each other. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.